Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A report recently released by the Community Food Centers of Canada um, contains some pretty alarming information, I think, and in some ways surprising information. It shows that single adults are far and away the most affected by poverty in Canada. More than one in five live below the poverty line, which is three times higher than the national average. We're going to chat with Sherry Hanley, the Director of Policy and Community Action for Community Food Centers Canada. Sherry, thank you for being here. I appreciate your time. Thanks for having me on the show. Let's just sort of walk through how we came to this determination. It's a survey, right? You you spoke with Canadians and found out what their position was, correct? Well, we've been seeing increasing trends across our food centers and, um, and good food organizations, and so we decided to dig deeper and speak uh, to a bunch of folks across eight communities in Canada through focus groups, so we also dug into StatsCan data to verify and, and compare the results. Okay, and those results, like I say, some of those numbers, um, kind of interesting, one in five below the poverty line, obviously that's that's the headline, and that's pretty alarming, a 20% of um, single adult Canadians report being below the poverty line. That's right. Those are working age singles between the ages of 18 and 64. So those that you would, you know, think are augmenting their income by, by being in the workforce. So yeah, it is pretty startling. And 24% of those, um, working age singles are food insecure. So having to think about whether or not they can afford a meal, um, it's, it's pretty bad. And for those living in poverty, their average income is $11,700. So pretty tough to get by. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the food insecurity, also the fact that more, most of them, I think about half of them, according to the survey, say that, you know, we've got housing, but we can't really afford the housing that we're in. It costs more than it should, right? That's right. 47% live in unaffordable housing. So that's, that's uh, from Statistics Canada. Um, and lots of people experiencing that. So the first bill you typically pay when, when you, you know, either get your social assistance, uh, support or employment is you pay for your your housing and we know that the cost of housing has gone up across the country and most people after they pay their their rent don't really have much much else left so we also know back in 2016 that 89 percent of people in the shelter system were people who are working age singles unbelievable um what does it mean yeah. uh, obviously it has an impact on everything they do throughout their daily life but did you did you hear stories did they did they talk to you about the ways they really noticed being impacted Oh, for sure. I think a lot of people are stuck in a vicious cycle of poverty. For those that are working, you know, they really want to be working, want to be having meaningful employment. And, and even those who are in social assistance don't want to be in assistance. They want to be working, but they're trapped. Yeah. So the labor market that's out there today isn't necessarily what it used to be. You've got more part-time jobs, contract jobs, temporary jobs. People don't have the security in the workforce that they used to have. So you might have someone who's, you know, in a part-time job and not making enough money to make ends meet and wanting to get a second or sometimes even a third job, but they don't have control over their schedules. So they can't even plan for those second or third jobs. Or if they do, you know, uh, they don't have much time to live a life outside of that. What are we doing? I, why, why, why is this happening? Like you say, I mean, the, a couple of the causes there, but I mean, are we, are we doing things? We talk so much about affordability and all the rest of this, but are we actually doing things that force more and more people into this kind of situation? Well, I think one of the challenges we have is that the, the labor market has shifted so yeah. much. And I think that's happened over a period of time and it's not anything any one of us can control. I think that's 
a bigger discussion between government and and business like that needs to change. It's not going to change anytime soon. Um, but we, we also need to look at, at what we expect of governments. And, you know, we have social assistance programs that support families and children generally pretty well um, and, and seniors. But working age people, you've got social assistance. And, you know, for this group of people, governments and society as a whole have kind of said, you know, pull your... your uh, your bootstraps up yeah. and, and get to work and you'll be fine. But the reality is it doesn't work. And the programs that are out there to support people were designed on purpose to be meager so that people were incentivized to go to work. But what's happening is those those rates are, are keeping people in poverty and they don't have the extra income or, or the headspace even because they're struggling to, to even survive to be able to get back into the workforce. And the thing is, uh, some of them are working, right? I mean, a, a lot of them That's are right. working. It's not, like they're, 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 it's not like they can't work or don't want to work. They are, and That's it's just right. not enough. That's exactly it. So the folks that we spoke to, we spoke to people, you know, in eight communities, urban, rural, and northern communities. People we spoke to were working, you know, in retail, hospitality, office administration, cleaners and landscapers, people doing, you know, really hard work and working, you know, as, as best they can to make ends meet, but the wages aren't keeping up with the cost of living. Um, so, you know, rents, rents uh, you know, going up faster, you know, think of transportation, gas, and, and transit costs. Um, you know, people can't keep up. Like one of the things we saw as well, if you're even if you've fallen into social assistance in Alberta, the average rate of social assistance is about seven hundred fifty dollars a month, and a one bedroom apartment on average in Alberta is thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah. So even that, you know, you can't you can't make ends meet. And a lot of people we spoke to, you know, if, if you're looking for housing, you might find someplace cheap um, that is a little further out from where your work uh, work is. You know, you might go into suburbs or into in a rural community to find affordable housing. But then if you're looking for a job, that's not where the jobs are. So then your transportation costs and the time it takes you to get to a job are even greater. And like you say, is it policy? Is, is that our only solution here? What do we need to do to try and fix this? Well, one of the things that we're calling, we're an organization that, that works with the federal government. So we're calling on the federal government to actually um, invest more in working age people between the ages of 18 and 64. We're calling on the federal government to uh, enhance the existing Canada workers' benefit um, so that people, whether they're working or not, have access so that they have income to get themselves back in the labor market and just meet their basic needs. So we're we're calling on the federal government to step in um, where they haven't necessarily for people who are, are working age living below the poverty line. Um, and I think there's a bigger discussion that needs to happen, you know, uh, pressure across government and business to be thinking about your employees are, are they having to go go to a food bank are they you know going going to stand in line to get their basic necessities met i think there's a bigger conversation for for business owners you know, are you paying your employees enough so they can survive or are they you know need, needing to put their hand out and ask for help i mm-hmm. think there's a bigger bigger conversation to be had yeah, and, and it's an important one extremely important sherry thank you so much for being sure. here today